Well, as we mentioned, uh, the Lieutenant Governor of uh, New York State joining us this morning here at JMNAM. Many important things going on, especially vis-a-vis our community. And uh, Lieutenant Governor Kathy Hochul, who has served in that position, uh, Lieutenant Governor of the State of New York since 2015, is with us live via telephone on this Thursday morning. Uh, Lieutenant Governor, a pleasure to welcome you to JM in the AM. Well, thank you very much, Doc. I'm very happy to be on your show today. I appreciate that. It is no secret that uh, there was a, um, unfortunately, a, an important uh, anniversary that took place this past Sunday, and that is the uh, uh, first anniversary of the uh, massacre in Pittsburgh, the Tree of Life Synagogue. I know you were part of um, uh, of what New York City did to commemorate that day. What was it like at the Central Synagogue in New York City this past Sunday with those events fresh in everyone's mind? I have to tell you, it was a very powerful experience to be able to address a group of people who came from all faiths to stand with the Jewish community, and there's a lighting of candles by people from all around the world and representing different faiths. I think it was a sense of unity that was so necessary at this point, where sometimes members of the Jewish community feel that they're in this fight alone, and that is the feeling we want to make sure goes away forever, that we are united, particularly in the state of New York, where Governor Cuomo and I, we, we so respect uh, the contributions of the Jewish community. They have made New York City the city that it is. So I would say that was an experience that really touched my heart as I left there feeling even stronger, united, and I think that's what a lot of people felt as well. But the, obviously the anniversary was very sad, the faces of the victims, uh, were shown on a screen, talked about their lives, and just a profound sense of loss for all of us. You know, the um, and I very much appreciate you being there and, and what you said there and what you're saying here about that day. Um, uh, but, you know, because, because of recent episodes, because of a certain, a certain discomfort that members of the community have been feeling recently that, uh, that we did not feel, um, you know, a while ago, in New York, um, there's been special attention being paid to anti-Semitism and different episodes that are taking place to the point where the um, where the the governor of New York actually called uh, for the uh, state police hate crimes task force to step things up and to exhibit the zero tolerance policy uh, that New York State has toward these types of episodes. Um, what can you tell us, our community? about how New York state leadership is reacting to what's going on and the way that the New York state uh, police and special task forces are dealing with the problem. Well, this is something we have to deal with aggressively. Um, more than half the hate crimes in New York City overall have been, have been anti-Semitic, and those crimes are up over 63% just compared to last year. So something, something very sinister and evil is going on here where people feel at liberty to assault someone on a street corner or to disparage, uh, you know, to desecrate a synagogue with Nazi symbols. So we are in a new era, and Governor Cuomo, as he always does, has stepped up and said, there is no hate in our state. That is intolerable. And so he has activated the New York State Police Hate Crimes Task Force, and I'm sad to report that you know, it seems like a week doesn't go by where he hasn't has, had to have them go and investigate a crime, but I want people to know that they are out there uh, pursuing every single lead so we can catch the perpetrators and make sure that they never do it again. But also with respect to this invisible presence at yeshivas, particularly around the holidays and the holy days, 
and making sure that people feel secure when they go to synagogues to worship, and even expanding our, we have a, a grant called Securing Communities Against Hate Crimes Grant. Right. $25 million is available to help uh, not-for-profits and residential camps. So um, it's sad to report that our hate crimes task force has been very busy, but they didn't even exist before, and that's just another indication of Governor Cuomo's strong commitment to uh, fighting this scourge and putting an end to it. Truly, people deserve to live and worship in the freedom of their communities without fear of of being spoken to negatively or physically assaulted. Lieutenant Governor Kathy Hochul, Lieutenant Governor of the State of New York, is with us live via telephone. You know, the truth is I, sh- I should have started this conversation by giving you uh, on to to accept on behalf of uh, of the governor and uh, and and New York State uh, leadership uh, a thank you because relatively speaking thank God the holiday season has just ended in a relatively peaceful manner and uh, and with all the ho- the help that's been given to our community by the governor's office and other government officials uh, we were able to make it through in a, in a glorious fashion I would say and I I hope you had an opportunity to experience some of, some of the glory and beauty of the Jewish holiday season over the last month oh absolutely I was in Crown Heights a number of times <laughs> at various that's rabbi's great. homes and uh, uh, enjoying the holidays and, and just you know just having spending time together and especially at the conclusion of the holidays we had a wonderful event and I just want to say uh, everyone has made me feel so welcome and always has when I'm walking the streets in New York and just you know, having a chance to interact with the Jewish community. And I would just say I feel the warmth, and, I, and Governor Cuomo does as well. We, we truly, uh, really, really value the relationship that we have, which is why we, we do what we do in New York, but also the governor has gone to Israel, I think, more than any other country. He's been there at least three times, including just this past June, right. to do an economic mission, but also just to reinforce our solidarity. You know, it's funny. You have a uh, you have a unique situation. You um, uh, you you have you have the uh, the the pleasure. I would I would hope of uh, leading a state that is so diverse, with hundreds of ethnic groups, with uh, with with completely different types of neighborhoods and regions. Who knows that better than yourself? You know, someone like yourself who's so familiar with upstate New York and such a diverse population. And I guess the goal is to make everyone feel as comfortable as possible. You mentioned just a few minutes ago about the role the Jewish community has had in building this city, and and I, I think that role continues to expand and grow, and I would think that both the Jewish community and, and other communities, all you want is to see them have a positive influence on the residents of both New York City and New York State. Absolutely, and not live in fear. Right. That's the most important thing. In government, we have a responsibility to protect the health, safety, and welfare of all of our citizens, and when one particular group is under siege or under attack, that's when 20 million New Yorkers stand together. And that's what I spoke about at Central Synagogue, that, that people need to know that they are not alone. And all over the state of New York, I, I attended a beautiful event just a couple weeks ago in my hometown of Buffalo to launch the United Jewish Appeal. And very powerful speakers and motivating people just to think beyond their own religious beliefs and come together and support this cause, which which lifts up people all over the world. And so, there, I hope people feel that there are negative incidents, but on balance, I would say that you know we we so treasure uh, members of the Jewish community, what they do in New York City, but all over the state, there are very active synagogues even in areas you wouldn't expect, and, and the upstate communities as well. And, and that's an important part of the fabric of every one of these these communities. Yeah. So we cherish that, and we protect it, 
And again, this is it is an honor to represent, as you say, a very diverse state. New York City has uh, more Jews outside of any, anywhere outside of Israel, but also has more Chinese anywhere other than Asia. And so it's like fascinating to see this confluence where people do live and work together peacefully. And I don't think that would occur in any other part of the world. It's it's really in our DNA as New Yorkers, and that's what the Statue of Liberty stands for. Uh, whether you came here from any part of the world, you came during World War One, World War Two. My grandparents came and left poverty, extreme poverty in Ireland, and it all worked out. And it's a beautiful experiment that we have to protect because there are so many forces out there that are trying to take down our democracy from outside and within. And that's that's the beauty of New York. And it's one of the reasons why we turn to New York state leadership to lead on this issue, because uh, as you point out, with all the different, uh, the hundreds of ethnic groups, I mean, everybody's a target. Everybody's a potential target of hate. Everyone's a potential target of discrimination. And, uh, and therefore, because of the situation in this state and because of its diversity, it's so important that state leadership take a very strong role for, for other states and other leaders to follow, hopefully, uh, when it comes to... Um, uh, guaranteeing everyone's safety in this area. What What do you think of um, of the melting pot that New York's going to be this coming Sunday when when so many countries are represented on the uh, twenty six mile course of the New York City Marathon? <laughs> it's an exciting time. Again, the photos from that and the coverage of it. It's just a reminder of why the state is so fascinating and that people feel comfortable coming from all over, and some it may be their first time ever, and and people just. They're in awe of New York City. They truly are, and I'm proud of that fact that uh, we stand out as a beacon of hope for others, but also a place where you can congregate and live shoulder to shoulder, community to community, and enjoy fantastic sporting events like the marathon. So it's uh, getting a little crazy with the traffic, I know, yeah. but uh, we always adapt. We're, we're tough, we're resilient, and again, it is such an honor to be able to represent this state. And Governor Cuomo feels the same way that the, we, we take public service very seriously. This is a privilege that is given to us by the voters, and we have to earn it every single day. And the opportunity to represent the Jewish community and get to develop deep friendships uh, has been a very special part of that. No question about that. Hey, what's more fun, serving in Congress or serving as Lieutenant Governor of New York? Oh, I can easily answer that one. Uh, as someone who actually likes to get things accomplished, get things done, and work with someone who is so bold and aggressive like Governor Cuomo, I would have to say, uh, hands down, it's Lieutenant Governor. It was a privilege to serve in Congress. I represent, uh, I'm a Democrat, and it was a very conservative area, which I think will go very strongly for uh, President Trump's reelection. So it's uh, not uh, the values I espouse, but they were good people, hardworking, many farmers, uh, dairy farmers and uh, small communities. So it was a privilege, but uh, when I have the option to choose between one or the other, uh, be able to represent uh, New York City all the way up to the Canadian border and over to Lake Erie, Lake Ontario, it is an extraordinary, extraordinary privilege. And I love being Lieutenant Governor. And Governor Cuomo has done so much for the state to be able to be a partner with him in lifting up people out of poverty and putting in more affordable housing for people and um, taking care of our airports. He just made a major announcement about opening a wing at LaGuardia. He takes on the bold initiatives that others have been uh, never never embraced, and that's what we do. So I think I answered that question. I, I love being Lieutenant Governor. 
You know, and um, so, so, so when things move really slowly at the United States House of Representatives, none of that shocks you. <laughs> oh no, I sat there. You wait. You sit there and wait for hours and hours, and it's the time for the vote to come. And the debate goes on. The big. And meanwhile, I could be out there, you know, helping communities. You know, in Brooklyn, we have this vital Brooklyn initiative to help eradicate poverty and eliminate food deserts, and and just take care of people in the most basic way. And so. On any given day, I felt I feel much more productive as a lieutenant governor. And, and again, our slogan is just get things done, and we've done that over the last few years. You know, it's funny. In a way that I'm proud of. You know, it's funny you mentioned LaGuardia because, and, and obviously, it could be frustrating. It's it's a big construction project, and obviously, it could be frustrating for those who regularly travel through there now. But it is pretty. It's pretty nice going by there now and seeing you know real progress made. It, it's 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 encouraging. To, to you know that the progress is now noticeable to those who uh, who drive by and 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 pass by LaGuardia at this point. So there's there's a, there's a lot of hope at the end of this project. There sure is. I'm in LaGuardia probably four or five times a week. I think I'm flying back in again Sunday, and uh, you know it's it is amazing to see that it's happening. You know not just in our lifetime, but literally in a, just a few short years. And that's because the governor just really leaned into that project, and you know he gets. His hands dirty. He loves fixing the subways and putting up bridges like the Tappan Z, uh, largest infrastructure project in our country, but also tackling the airports or even Penn Station. My gosh, what a challenge that is. And uh, he's going to make that be something we're all so proud of. Well, he impressed us with the Kosciuszko Bridge, or pronounce it any way you want, but it's cut, it's cut about 10 minutes off of any trip I take to and from Queens, frankly. And I'm on that road a lot. And by the way, 10 minutes makes a big difference when you're dealing with a regular you know, 90-minute commute or whatever the case may be. And you sometimes ask yourself, and I'm being serious about this, why can't all these projects be done with that speed? We were, we were shocked that we saw the beginning of that project and just a couple of months later, you know, we, we saw it come to fruition. I think you just have to chalk it up to leadership. I mean, everyone has the ability to do that. You know, his predecessors, uh, again, the Tappan Zee Bridge was talked about for 30 years. Yeah, that's and true. he got that done in a few years. And so I think it's when you make a bold decision, a bold proclamation, you're going to get something done. But then you just don't leave it to other people and hope that it finishes on time and under budget. You literally go in there and look at the plans, and you go on site. And the governor was just in Penn Station a couple of days ago, you know, surveying the work. I remember uh, the Second Avenue subway at midnight. He was down there saying, "Why aren't there more workers during the midnight shift? We're trying to get this done." So it's just an example of the power of personality. And I'm the same kind of person. I'm very impatient, just like the <laughs> governor is. And you know, we have a finite time to serve the public. It's up to them how long we serve our voters, and you know, we, we honor that, that responsibility by really major accomplishments, setting high goals, but getting them done as soon as humanly possible. All right. I can't thank you enough. And we heard uh, about your role this past Sunday and uh, the statements made on behalf of the Jewish community. And I think you're right. When you make statements on behalf of the Jewish community, you're making statements on behalf of all communities of New York, frankly, because you'll be out there for, for anybody who's uh, uh, the target of any haters out there. So a big thank you to you. And I thank you so much for joining us this morning and a continued success in your role as Lieutenant Governor. Well, thank you so much. I enjoyed the conversation. I hope to be on again. I appreciate that. Lieutenant Governor of New York, uh, Kathy Hochul, uh, serving as Lieutenant Governor since 2015 and uh, joining us again on the heels of this um, a really important first anniversary that was commemorated in New York City, as you heard her describe, uh, the anniversary of the Pittsburgh Massacre of uh, one year ago. And again, we thank the Lieutenant Governor for her public statements and her stand, and we thank her for joining us this morning.